شہر رمضان الذي شہر منث شہر is from the root letter شین ہارا and the word شہر is used for month but which month January, February, March, April, May these months? no lunar months which ones are they? محرم سفر do you know that نشیب? sing it everybody sing it come on محرم سفر ربیو اول ربیو ثانی these are the ones in Islam louder جماديل اولى جماديل اخرى رجبا شعبا رمضان 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 and شوال ذو القعدة and ذو الحجة good mashallah so how many months are there 12 right 12 months in the lunar year and remember that lunar months they are either 29 or 30 days either 29 or 30 days and this number is not fixed the Ramadan is always 29 like for example January is it 30 or 31 days 31 okay but Ramadan it's not fixed that it's 29 only no it could be 29 it could be 30 why because it is a lunar month It begins with the sighting of the moon and it ends with the sighting of the moon. So, shahr technically is what? مَا بَيْنَ الْهِلَالَيْنِ The time period which is between the two hilals, the two crescents. The two crescents. Because the crescent marks the beginning of the new month. Okay? So when you see it first, the new month begins. And then, the moon It grows bigger and bigger until it becomes full. That's halfway through the month. And then it begins to reduce until it completely goes away. And then when you see the crescent again, what does that mean? That it is reeds. Meaning the next month has begun. Alright? So, Shahru Ramadan. The month of Ramadan. Alladhi is that which unzida fihi al-Quran in which the Quran was revealed. Why is this being mentioned over here? Earlier we learned that fasting is prescribed on you and it's not that a person has to fast his whole life long but rather a yamam ma'dudat a few numbered days which days are they when is a person supposed to fast in the month of ramadan in shahr ramadan so a yamam ma'dudat are which ones shahr ramadan the month of ramadan and why the month of ramadan all month of Ramadan, the entire month of Ramadan, because the month of Ramadan is very virtuous. It's very excellent. How is it virtuous? That in this month, the Qur'an was revealed. So Ramadan is special because the Qur'an was revealed in this month. You might say, so what? I mean, the Qur'an was supposed to come down, was supposed to be revealed. Okay, it came down in the month of Ramadan. So how does Ramadan become special? How? Tell me, why is your birthday special? It's just a, a day of the year. You were supposed to be born someday, right? So you happen to be born on that day. So why is that day special? Why is that day special? Because you were born. 
And this is why people will remember that date. I was born on this day of this month, on this year. And my husband was born on this day of this month, of this year. And my sister this, and my brother this, and my mother this, and my father this. And if ever a person forgets the birthday of another, oh my. You don't even remember my birthday? So why is your birthday special? Because you were born. Right? And if you think about it, every day is somebody's birthday. But every day is not important to you. Why? Because all those people are not important to you. When does a date become special to you? When it's your birthday. Or when it's the birthday of your friend or your beloved one. Now the Qur'an, is it any ordinary book? No, it's the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah sent the Qur'an in that month, that month becomes special. Alright? This is why that month is special. And the one who loves the Qur'an, the one who finds the Qur'an important, will find the month of the Qur'an also very important. So, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ This is why that month is important. And this is why Allah chose that month for us for fasting. Now, was the Qur'an revealed in its entirety in this month? No. We know that the Qur'an was revealed over a period of 23 years. So what does it mean by this? That the month of Ramadan is when the Qur'an was revealed, meaning its revelation began. Its revelation began. This is when the wahi started. شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ And this Qur'an, what is it? هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ It is a guidance for all people. This is how special the Qur'an is. So when Qur'an is special, the time when Qur'an was revealed will also become special. The Qur'an is هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ And remember huda, Two types of hidayah, two types of guidance. So the Qur'an gives... Irshad, it tells us what to do, how to do, when to do, where to do. It tells us about what is right, what is wrong. It is guidance, it is instruction. وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى And the Qur'an also contains bayinat, plural of bayina, bayanun, clear evidence, clear proof. Clear proofs of what? مِّنَ الْهُدَى Of right guidance. What does it mean by this? That the Qur'an does not only contain guidance, but it also contains proofs. It also contains clear evidences. Clear evidences of what? Of guidance. Meaning, the Qur'an tells us, for example, fasting is prescribed on you. But what's the proof of that? What's the wisdom behind that? What's the benefit of that? Why fast? Do we find that in the Qur'an as well? Do we? Yes, we do. In the Qur'an, the Day of Judgment is mentioned. Death is mentioned. To make it very clear to us that we are going to die and we will be questioned about it. But are the evidences mentioned as well? Yes, of course. So, وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى And these bayinat are very important for us to develop yaqeen, for us to develop conviction, for us to actually do something. Because unless we know the reason why we should do something, we're not going to do it. So for example, Allah tells us the reason why we should fast, because it motivates us to fast. So, وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ And the Furqan, meaning the Qur'an is also Furqan. And Furqan from the root letters, فَرَقَاف 
فرق وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ To separate. So Furqan, criterion. That which separates, distinguishes between good and evil, right and wrong. And this you find out from where? From the Qur'an. Has it ever happened with you that you're talking to somebody and you're like, but this you know, food product is not good for you. And the other person is like, why? Like for example, you tell somebody, don't have too much coke. They're like, why? What's the big deal? You say too much sugar. I said, so? I like sugar. So, we see that people have their own opinions. Something could be bad, but people think it's good. Something could be good, but people call it bad. We know the benefits of wearing hijab, but there are other people who said, no, don't wear it, it's very harmful for you. It's not good for you. Correct? So, Where do we find out from what is actually good and what is actually bad? What is that furqan? Quran. Wal furqan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about the excellence, the great virtue of the month of Ramadan. And what is that? That in it the Quran was revealed. And then Allah tells us about the great qualities, the great characteristics of the Qur'an because that adds to the importance of the month of Ramadan. Because if the Qur'an is very important, Ramadan is very important. And one more thing that makes Ramadan important is that it is the month of fasting. So Allah says, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ فَمَنْ So whoever, shahida, he witnesses. شِينْ هَدَال Shahada To witness. So whoever witnesses, min come from you, ash-shahr, the month, meaning the month of Ramadan, then what should he do? Fal-yasumhu, then he should fast in it. This lamb that you see, fal, this lamb is known as lamb of amr. Imperative, meaning he must, he should. Then that person must fast in the month of Ramadan. Now in the previous ayah, we learned... People had the choice. Fast or don't fast. If you don't fast, then you have to give fidya. But then that was abrogated by this ayah. That was cancelled by this ayah. That whoever sees, whoever lives, whoever witnesses the month of Ramadan, then he has to fast. He doesn't have a choice anymore. Previously people had a choice, but now... No more. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ Meaning that he should fast for that entire month. What does it mean by this? فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ That once the month begins, then a person should start fasting. And what is it that marks the beginning of the month? The sighting of the new moon. So can we fast before the moon is sighted? No, we cannot. We cannot fast before the moon is sighted. We have to wait to see the moon. And once we see the moon, the crescent, then we start fasting. We cannot predict from before that okay, the month of Ramadan will begin on this day. You cannot say that from before. You have to see the moon, the crescent. And what's the evidence of that? The clear hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which we learn that he said that لا تصوموا قبل رمضان Don't fast before the month of Ramadan. And how does the month of Ramadan begin? By the crescent. 
He said, Sumu lirru'yati. Sumu lirru'yati. Meaning fast when you see the month. Meaning when you see the crescent. وَأَفْطِرُوا لِلْرُؤْيَةِ And stop fasting when again you see the crescent. So the month begins with what? The sighting of the crescent. And the month ends with the sighting of the next crescent. فَإِنْ حَالَتْ دُونَهُ غَيَايَةٌ فَأَكْمِلُوا ثَلَاثِينَ That if you are not able to see the crescent, then what should you do? Complete the month and make it 30 days. If you are not able to see the crescent, then what should you do? What should you do? Predict? Base it on scientific calculations? No. What should you base it on? The sighting of the moon again. So wait and make the month 30 days. Make the month 30 days. In another hadith we learned that the Prophet ﷺ said, the gist of the hadith is that we are an ummah that is ummiyah. Ummiyah is what? Unlettered. Because the Prophet was unlettered, the people are unlettered. Okay? That does not mean that we are supposed to be illiterate, that we don't read, we don't write, we don't calculate. No. What he meant by that was that the Arabs are a nation who don't write stuff down, who don't calculate things. No, they keep things very simple. And he said that we don't write and we don't do such kind of hisab. And he said... That once you see the crescent, then start fasting. And when you see the crescent again, then stop fasting. And if you're not able to see the crescent, then make the month 30 days. So فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ Don't start fasting before that. And if a person keeps a fast of doubt, then that is a serious crime. Then it is as though he has refused to believe in what Muhammad ﷺ has brought. What does it mean by the fast of doubt? That a person says, I don't know if it's the month of Ramadan, what if it is, so might as well fast. No, you don't do that. What if it is, might as well. No, you have to be confident about it. That yes, the crescent was seen, it was sighted, the month has begun, and now inshallah we will start fasting. Okay, do you have to go and see yourself? No. Obviously, it's not possible for every single person to go and sight the moon. But if you hear from reliable sources, so for example, your masjid, okay, they say that the crescent has been sighted, then what do you do? You follow them. You don't say, no, no, I didn't see it, so I'm not going to start fasting. No. Somebody else saw, they told you, you accept it. Yes. This will continue. Okay, these differences will continue. But our responsibility is that when we learn of a clear text from the Quran, from the Sunnah, then we have to go for that. Okay? Differences exist in people, but remember, ikhtilaf is there. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also shown the haq. Alright? And the fact is that when you learn about something, then you are obligated to follow it. You're not going to be questioned about what other people do, you're going to be questioned about you. We learned earlier that the leaders and followers, they will, what will they do on the Day of Judgment? Disown each other. They will disown each other. So don't do something just because somebody else is doing it. No. You should do what you find out is the truth. And this is not that you say that everybody else is wrong and I'm the only one who's right. No. This is that when you find what makes most sense to you, 
when you find what is most reasonable to you, when you see that something is closer to the haq, then you adhere to that. Alright? So, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا And whoever was sick, أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ Or he was on a journey, فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ Then the same number from other days. Now this is being repeated again. Why? Because previously, this was mentioned with the choice that either you fast or you don't fast. But we know that that choice was abrogated. It was cancelled out. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clarifying over here that don't think that that rukhsa was also abrogated. That permission, that exception was also abrogated. No. Just like before, if people were sick or they were traveling, they could fast other days. Likewise now, they can do the same thing. وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ Allah wants ease for you. وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ And He does not want difficulty for you. يُرِيدُ إِرَادَةٌ رَا وَالْدَال What is irada? Intention. The reason why you would do something. What you want to get by doing something. So Allah, by giving you this command that whoever is present, whoever witnesses the month of Ramadan, then he should fast. This command is not so that your lives become very difficult. No. Allah wants ease for you. Yuridullahu bikumul yusra. What is yusr? Yasin ra. Ease. Wala yuridu bikumul usr. Usr is the opposite of that. Ain sin ra. Difficulty. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this? Yuridullahu bikumul yusra. Wala yuridu bikumul usr. That the reason why He has allowed sick people and traveling people to make up their fasts later is because Allah wants ease for you. The reason why Allah has allowed sick and travelers to miss their fasts in the month of Ramadan and make them up later is because Allah wants ease for you. Allah doesn't want difficulty for you because He knows it will be difficult for a sick person to fast in the month of Ramadan. It will be difficult for a person who is traveling to fast in the month of Ramadan. What does it show? That our religion, how is it? How is it? Difficult? Impossible? No, it is easy. It is easy. But it's amazing that shaitan makes us see ease as difficulty as well. Isn't it? That a person thinks, but fasting is still very difficult. Okay, it is difficult. But no pain, no gain. Right? You have to endure, you have to suffer, you have to put something in, you have to bear some hardship if you want to see some results. And this life has not been created for us to play in. No. Life has not been created for play. Life has been created, we have been given life. Why? So that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But out of His mercy, whatever He has commanded us to do is possible for us to do. It is easy for us to do. And I want you to know the meaning of the word yusr as well. Yusr does not mean simple piece of cake. No. Yusr means possible. Yusr means possible. Doable. It's easy in that sense. Yassar al-farasa lirukub. The faras, the horse, has been made ready for Riding. Yes, Sarah. 
It has been made easy to ride the horse. But a person might say, no, no, I'm terrified of horses. There's no way I'm sitting on that horse. But you're saying that horse has been made easy for riding. How? How is it easy? You are afraid. It's easy because the horse is trained. It's easy because there is a saddle on the horse. It's easy because the reins are there. All you have to do is to take the courage and sit on the horse and start riding. You understand now? So, yusr does not mean simple piece of cake because everybody's strengths and weaknesses are different. Everybody's fears are different. What it means by yusr is, it is possible. And we learned earlier, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ People before you could fast, so can you fast? Can you fast? Yes, you can. So, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ This religion is easy. And a person might think that certain things are very difficult, but when he starts doing them, then he sees that it wasn't that hard, it wasn't that difficult. For instance, you may have had this fear before the month of Ramadan began, how are we going to fast? Like you think about it and you're like, La ilaha illallah, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? It will be impossible for me. But then the first day of Ramadan comes and you fast and you're like, okay, not that bad. And the second day comes and it's not that bad. And the third day and the fourth day and the fifth day and the sixth day. And it continues. So this religion is easy. The Prophet ﷺ said, بُعِثْتُ بِالْحَنِفِيَّةِ السَّمْحَةِ I was sent with the easy, easy Hanifiya religion. Hanifiya meaning of Tawheed. Easy, it is possible. Because we know that this religion is from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا Allah does not overburden a soul more than what it can bear. So whatever commands Allah has given to us, always tell yourself, I can do it. I can do it. No matter what command it is. No matter what act of worship it is. Even if it's praying, salah. Even if it's reciting the Qur'an. Even if it's raising up your hands and making dua. Sometimes we find it difficult to even do such things. How can I read the Qur'an? How can I recite one whole page? How can I pray salah? It's going to take so long. How can I pray taraweeh? But you know what? Tell yourself, I can do it. And when you tell yourself that you can do it, then you are able to do it. So, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ وَلِتُكْمِلُوا الْعِدَّةَ لِتُكْمِلُوا Meaning, and you must complete al-iddah, the number. تُكْمِلُوا is from the root letters kaf, meem, lam, from the word kamal. To complete, to perfect something, to make something full. So, complete the number, meaning complete the number of the fasts of the month. Allah has given you this permission that if you're traveling, if you're sick, then you don't fast. But then afterwards, you have to complete the number. So if, for example, a woman was, uh, let's say menstruation, she had her period, and she was not fasting for five days, she missed those fasts, then is she supposed to make them up afterwards? Yes. But what about the salah? Does she have to make that up? No. But when it comes to fasting, then she has to make up the fasts. Alright? Likewise, let's say a person was traveling, they ended up missing five fasts. 
Are they supposed to make up those fasts afterwards? Yes. A person was sick. A woman was expecting. A woman was nursing. Is she supposed to make up the fasts afterwards? Yes. وَلِتُكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةَ You have to complete the number. You have to. Now a person might say, but I don't know how many I missed. I just found out about this right now. I never knew how to make up the fasts that I missed before. So what should I do? What should you do? Estimate. Okay? Estimate. That you say, okay, on average I missed, let's say, five fasts a month. On average. And I have lived through, let's say, eight or ten Ramadans since I became Balikh. Since I was obligated to fast. Because we know that when a person reaches the age of puberty, after that they are required to follow all of the commands. So multiply 10 by 5. How much is that? 50. Like 50? Yes. Okay? Because Allah says, And you have to complete the number. Alright? Mark it. Write it down. And make them up, inshallah. وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا هَدَاكُمْ وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا And so that you should magnify. تُكَبِّرُوا is from takbir. كَافْ بَعْرَى What does kabura mean? When something is great. تُكَبِّرُوا You all proclaim the greatness. You all say, Allahu Akbar. وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهَ You do takbir of Allah, you say Allahu Akbar. Over what? Alama Hadakum over what he guided you. When do you say that? When you complete the month of Ramadan, then after the month of Ramadan is what? The day of Eid. And the day of Eid, what do you say? When you go to the masjid, what do you hear? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Right? You hear the takbir of Allah. You hear takbirat. On your way to eat salah, you're supposed to say takbirat as well. Until the salah begins, you're supposed to say takbirat. Why glorify Allah? Why say Allahu Akbar? Why say Allah is greatest at that time? Because you've been fasting for a whole month. You've been reciting Quran. You've been standing in prayer. Don't let these acts of worship make you proud. Make you think that you're so good. Make you think that you're the best. No. Allah is greater. Allah is greater. Don't forget the purpose for which you were doing all of this. You were doing this for Allah. So realize the greatness of Allah. وَلِتُكَبِّرُ اللَّهَ And say, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Why? عَلَى هَدَاكُمْ That He gave you guidance. What guidance? Remember, Hidayah is also tawfiq. When Allah gives the person the ability to do something good. So Allah gave you the ability to fast this month. Allah gave you the ability to recite the Quran, to stand in prayer. وَلِتُكَبِّرُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا هَدَاكُمْ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ And so that you may be grateful. Think about it. If a person does not fast in the month of Ramadan, then what is Eid for him? What is Eid for him? Just another day. Other people are happy, but... If you haven't been fasting, then you don't have that same spirit. You don't feel Eid. And, وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ If a person has not done anything substantial, then what will he be grateful for? A person was given tawfiq by Allah to fast in the month of Ramadan, to pray. And then at the end, he has a reason to be more grateful to Allah. 
وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ And so that you may be grateful. So in this ayah we see that fasting is something that is mandatory on us. Only the sick and those who are traveling are exempt. And whatever fasts they have missed because of their reason, then they have to make them up afterwards. And after the month of fasting, then what are we supposed to do? Glorify Allah, realize that it's His greatness, not ours. And be grateful to Him for the opportunity, for the ability that He gave to us. Because really, we are going through another Ramadan. But we know that there were some people who were there last Ramadan, they're not here this Ramadan. And Allahu Alam, if we will live up to the next Ramadan. So be grateful for another chance, for another opportunity. Let's listen to the recitation. شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِّنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ وَلِتُكْمِلُوا الْعِدَّةَ وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهُ وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا هَدَاكُمْ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Somebody just asked a question about fidya. That if a person missed their fasts, then they're supposed to make them up later. But are they supposed to give fidya as well? In the general sense, remember, you're not to give the fidya. So for example, you were sick, you missed five days, you missed six days, a woman was expecting, she was nursing, she ended up missing some of her fasts. Then in the general sense, no fidya. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just tells us over here in this verse that make up the number of days afterwards. وَلِتُكْمِلُ iddata. Complete the number afterwards. Alright? However, if a person missed some fasts, and the next Ramadan came, and by then they had not made them up. Okay? They still had not made up the fast that they had missed. The next Ramadan came. Then some scholars say that the person should give fidya too. A person should give fidya at that time. Why? Because only until the next Ramadan are you allowed to miss those fasts. If you go beyond that, then you have to give the fidya. Alright? But let's say, if a woman had one pregnancy after the other, one kid after the other, and like that she missed like five Ramadan in a row, or six Ramadan in a row, then it's kind of impossible for her to make up all of those fasts. So for that, some scholars have said that she will give the fidya. She will only give the fidya, and not worry about making up all of those missed fasts. I'm not talking about 30 only, or 50 only. I'm talking about... 100, 150, and really it adds up to all that much. So then she will not worry about making up all of those fasts, rather she will just give fidya, because earlier, what was the command? وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ فِدْيَةٌ طَعَمُ مِسْكِينَ Okay? So another meaning of وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ is that they are not able to fast. They are not able to fast. So they are chronically ill. 
Okay, a person is extremely old. Or they have 150 fasts to make up. They're not able to make that up. Because as a woman gets older, you know, one child after the other, it gets even more and more difficult. And who knows about death? So in that case, what will the person do? They will just give the fidya and try to make up the fast that they have missed. But if they're not able to, then inshallah, no worries because they have given the fidya. So to summarize quickly, what are you supposed to do? The fasts that you have missed, no fidya. But you have to make them up. But if the next Ramadan comes, then what do you have to do? You have to give the fidya. It doesn't mean that you have to give the fidya for every single year onwards. No, just once. Alright? And if there are too many fasts to make up, or if it's not possible for a person to fast at all, let's say a woman, she became diabetic afterwards. It's not possible for her to fast anymore. Then what will she do? She will only give the fidya and not worry about making up the fasts and seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fast that you have missed from before, let's say many, many years ago, okay, you never made them up. You estimate how many ever they were and you give the fidya first of all because several years have passed by. You give the fidya first of all, right? And if there are too many, too many to make up, then don't worry about making up those fasts. But if Allah has given you a strong body, then you should make up those fasts. I remember a lady, when she was growing up, she didn't know about the importance of fasting. She literally grew up in a convent school. That's where she spent most of the time. And it was run by Christian nuns. So obviously in the month of Ramadan, they were not made to fast. And when she went back home, it was not necessarily the month of Ramadan. So she basically spent many of her years without even fasting a single fast of the month of Ramadan. So anyway, later on when she realized, when she grew up, she gave the fidya. And I remember she was in her 60s. She was in her 60s at that time. And I remember every other day she would be fasting. Every other day she would be fasting. And I hope inshallah that she made up for all of those fasts. Because وَأَنْتَصُمُوا خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ If you fast, that is much better for you. Because fidya, okay, you give the charity, but really the reward, can you make up for that? Can you? You can't, unless you fast as well. Okay? So don't just think, oh, there are too many fasts to make up. I don't think I can, so forget about it. No, you will inshallah make the intention and you will try your best. But if you're not able to, then don't live with a heavy heart. Don't live with guilt for the rest of your life. This is why Allah has given us the option of fidya. If somebody dies and they had some fast to make up, then their inheritors, their heirs have to make them up for them. Because this is a responsibility on that person. It's the haqq of Allah. It's the right of Allah. Alright? Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.